Good morning. Good to see each and every one of you here today. I have a few announcements before I do a presentation. A reminder that prayer cards are available from the ushers if you'll raise your hand and those prayers will be we'll either lift them during prayer time or they will go to the prayer team also wanted to let you know that beginning uh, next week we will have a small uh, bulletin that has doesn't have the order of worship it's just going to be announcements that will be handed out by the greeters for this congregation because the thing is we're here and a lot of people are still missing the announcements even though they're up here uh, and run up here for a few minutes before every service if you come in almost at the end at the beginning of the service you will have missed the announcements and so there's a lot of announcements that are really really important uh, to both congregations and we don't want you to feel left out because you don't have a formal bulletin so we're going to be handing out some announcement bulletin next week to this congregation tonight is vacation bible school it starts at six o'clock and runs through thursday and you're welcome to come and i'm sure if you even if you hadn't registered yet you could probably still register if you know people invite them and bring them it'll be here beginning tonight Next week is one of our uh, combined services. Uh, our combined services where we combine congregations at 10 o'clock. So the service will be at 10 o'clock. And this is the time it's in here. So it's 10 o'clock in here. And it also happens to be our annual Lake Day family picnic. So hope you'll come. There's, uh, there's plenty of food. The church provides uh, the majority of this food. And you, you're welcome to come and bring your family family and enjoy things and you'll come here for the church service and then you can then we leave and go to the lake for the lake day picnic and if you don't know how to get there I'll tell you there's somebody here will show you how to get there there's about three different ways you can go they'll all get you there one of the unfortunate things I have to do as a pastor is say goodbye to people. Andy came to me a few weeks ago and he said, and I thought it was a very honorable thing, he said Kelly and him had decided that their kids had got to the age where they really wanted to spend more time with their family, plus he wanted to devote his time to his uh, following his call full time into the ministry. Now we knew, I knew when I got here two years ago, I was told by Arthur, this is probably going to happen, might even happen this year. Well, we were thankful, thankful, very thankful that at least for two years, at least for two years before this happened, I, I tried my best to get him not to do this. I, I bribed him. I tried everything I could. And I told him, I said, we just stay with me till I retire. And he said, he said, Joseph, that might be two or three years. I said, I'll retire next year if you'll just stay one more year. So, but I think he, they went from four jobs to two to spend time with their family and to pursue the ministry. Now, it, listen, folks, I just preached about this a few weeks ago, about making sure your life priorities were in order. And uh, Andy and Kelly are demonstrating that their life priorities are in order, and their children will benefit from that. And as much as we hate to see them go, 
we rejoice in their new possibilities uh, with his ministry career and with the with their children having time with their children and so I want to recognize I want I want to recognize them first I believe and then I want to recognize a couple more people but this today this morning with his career and their jobs and going on the mission trip this is the only morning it really would work for this and I'm happy to see y'all here and I tell you right now all the ones who didn't come this morning they're going to regret it because their conditions not working in the sanctuary right so <laughs> Yeah, we had a real time with it yesterday at the wedding. So, you know, y'all getting the cool air over here. But I want them to come up here a minute, and I want to present to them a check uh, that's come from the congregation for, to, on their behalf and to thank them again personally. I'm going to give it to Kelly. <laughs> thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you, really. Y'all so go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> we were two young, young kids. We hadn't graduated college. We hadn't even gotten married yet. We were engaged when uh, Christy, Morris. Christy Morris contacted Kelly and said, hey, I think you might be a good fit here. And boy, was she ever right. And her and Wayne kind of took us under their wings for that first year. and. Uh, we have been trucking through ever since. Uh, Kelly was on the serve, the committee that started this service and we have been given so many opportunities to be a part of so many different kinds of ministries and I cannot thank Memorial enough for setting me up to have a great career, I feel like, uh, moving forward as, as and pursuing full-time pastoral ministry. And, and it's already kind of been with, with Slater, it's already been, you know, working out very well. So I am indebted to you guys uh, for being in ministry with us and for allowing us to make mistakes and to feel our way through it. I will miss you. We will both miss you very, very much. Um, it's the... It's been, been a long run, 12 years, and uh, our kids are just getting busier and busier, and I know that that's only going to get even more so as they get older, um, and uh, we, we are. We're making a decision to slow down in a world that is really trying to move a lot faster, um, and so uh, we give you uh, a lot of thanks, and we have much gratitude in our hearts, much love in our hearts for each and every one of you, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to lead you in worship and to lead your youth uh, and in their spiritual development and uh we're gonna miss y'all we just are so you want to say anything mm -hmm. okay thank y'all unfortunately we not only lose our director sure absolutely yes um, with the transition, um, I want to thank the band who has been with us from the beginning. Um, and I don't know that if you realize the countless hours that these folks have put in. They come, we practice once a week, and um, I keep them, we keep them way too late. And then uh, they are here every Sunday unless... Um, 
they go on vacation and um, and then we just struggle without them and, and I don't know how to to truly thank um, these people but this this praise band is our family and um, they mean the world to us so um, if you may have gotten an email this week about our friend Jim this is um, Jim Hyman who plays the drums for us and he is actually a member of Covenant United Methodist Church and two years ago I asked him if he would fill in for a Sunday and then we didn't let him leave um, so Jim's going back home um, and he, we have just just been very blessed to have him just step in and um, just pick up pick up the pieces and not miss a beat Has, has been right by our side the entire time and we are just very grateful for her service and for all that she has done not only for our praise band but for our youth group and um, Stephen included with that for the youth group these guys just put their their 100% they put their whole heart into their service um, and their service to this church they're very loyal to this church and they love this church and these people and I just can't thank them enough for their years of service for Corey and Stephen, but for Corey, for her praise band especially. Thank you, Corey. And I'm not going to cry at all, but um, Kathy's like a second mother to me. We actually, um, I grew up with uh, Kathy's daughters, Heather and Kristen, and um, everything from vacationing together to uh, just spending time at their house. And um, when I called and asked if she would sing, she said no <laughs> and then we said yes you will and and she hasn't turned back and um it's really neat to be able to sing with your mom that's pretty cool and uh i thank kathy so much in the bottom of my heart for just just coming and being a part of this praise band with me thank you and um ann and chris are super special, um, super special, and they actually have decided to um, to stay in the band. I'm so so happy about that, and to help, I know Cindy's raising her arms, and to just to help help Cindy with the next praise band and just kind of guide them along. and um, And I'm very very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for their service and their dedication, and and just the fact that they're going to keep playing on. So uh, thank you, Ann and Chris. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly, for being. I always, 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 <laughs> always, always forget Greg. <laughs> we, we would all Greg. sound really bad without Greg, and we thank Greg for that. Um, also, often the people behind the scenes don't get thanked at all, and 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 I apologize from the bottom of my heart, Greg. Um, Greg and Rochelle are family to us, and, and he doesn't even blink his eyes when I say, all right, Greg, well, today I need you to be here at 7.30. I need you to be here at 8, and um, can you just do this and do this and do this? And he just makes us sound wonderful. So thank you, Greg, so much. <laughs> yeah, I heard somebody say, cut your mic off. <laughs> Done. We need to find who that was, right? Beat him up. <laughs> okay, I think I'm done too. Let's let's worship. Let's stand and sing.
sometimes I don't know where to turn But I know that my soul will me burn you're with me each step of the way So tell me where is my life headed Am I where I need to be Should I count my many blessings Or beware the raging sea You have brought me this far Are you finished with me now to be in the presence of your glory I'm down on bended knees you have brought me this far and you're not finished with me yet I know there is more and you will that won't go all I want to be is in the center of your will to the Lord I cried aloud answer from his holy hill. To the Lord I cried aloud, he has answered from his holy hill. Will you pray with me? 
Dear Lord, we thank you so much for this glorious day. We thank you that you're with us through every step. Lord, we thank you that you actually plan the journey for us and that all we have to do is just trust and obey and that you will lead us in exactly the direction that you want for us to go. Lord, help us all just to do that. Help us just to lean on you and trust you and then obey you when you tell us where to go. Lord, I thank you so much for this congregation and for this chance just to worship together. Lord, I thank you that we can join our voices together and just praise your holy name. Thank you so much for being a part of Memorial. We give you all the glory. Amen. Well, he is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me Oh, how he loves us so Oh, how he loves us How he loves us so
tree Bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy Turn and greet your neighbors. Tell them good morning. Tell them you love them. And children, join Miss Rochelle on the carpet. that I left out, okay? I'm sorry. One is that the church, is a correction, one is the church provides the hamburgers, the hot dogs, the condiments, and the drinks, not the side dishes. So if you want a side dish, but if you're fine like me, just eat about four hamburgers and three hot dogs, then you don't need to bring a thing, okay? Second, the Vacation Bible School children will be singing next Sunday, so you want to make sure you come and be part of that. But I, and I want to apologize ahead of time. I am not going to be here next Sunday with you because I am going to be part of the baptism of my granddaughter at another church, okay? And so I just want you all to know where I'm going to be uh, next Sunday. I really hate that I'm going to miss eating with you and everything, okay? So thank you. Okay. Good morning. Okay. <clears throat> Do any of you know what this is orange. an orange what else what do you think a clementine yes a cutie yes just like all of you okay all right so put on your like the pirates oh okay all right put on your imagination caps okay and imagine that this is a church Yes, it is a small church. C H U R C H. Can you kind of see that? Okay. This is the church. I, I did spell it correctly, but the Sharpie work didn't work with me. Okay, so so we're a church now think about it are we a church am i talking about the building or am i i'm going to talk about the people let me just set the stage i'm talking about the people the church not the building the church okay got your imagination caps on okay so the peel the rind of the church would be jesus god and the holy spirit okay it kind of holds us all together all right, I'm going to unpeel it. You ready? And what is inside of the church? People. People. Different, different sections, right? Yes. Well, the people, the people. Okay. Okay, so we have the people now inside and they're all coming together and they're a circle and they're so happy okay but you can will you hold it for me thank you caroline because somebody wouldn't like that there's citrus on there all right so now we can take all the people apart or we can take the church apart we can divide it and what would we what would this be uh half the 
the people, yeah. Can I break it down even more? Yeah. If you had a mallet. I could squeeze it. There could be Holy Spirit juice everywhere. Okay. I can open up each person. And do you know what's inside each one of these little pods? They're little membranes and they hold little pieces all together. See that? There are more little pieces inside each person. See? Let's think about this as the gifts that God gives us. We have inside of us we have lots of gifts and talents. Sometimes they can be known as the fruits of the spirit. Sometimes they can just be the gifts and talents that we have. But we all come together as a church and put together by Jesus God and the Holy Spirit. Okay? Think about that anytime you eat a piece of citrus. All right? Citrus. citrus. Do you know what citrus is? No. no. Oh, gracious. Come on, parents. All right. It's a type of fruit that is made up of little membranes like this. A lemon, a lime, a grapefruit, my favorite. Okay. All right. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us an imagination that we can find different ways to think about you and our community and our church and the people and the spirits and the, the spirits, the talents and gifts that you've given us. Um, be with us today as we go out into this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Each of you can have. Yes, I know. Let's pray. All loving God, you have made us your children, and you keep us as the apple of your eye. And receive now from us our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. By our baptism, you called us to be yours. And you told us that we no longer had to be worried about the control of wickedness or sin. We no longer had to be slaves to it. And yet, oh Lord, we must confess this day that we often fail to walk in the newness of life that you've provided for us. And where we have failed to receive your gifts and treasure them, forgive us for the sake of Christ. The good news has been put into our hands. Help us to loosen our tongues and our spirits and let us be bold by that same power of the Holy Spirit that we may proclaim with joy our promise, your promise to the world. This day we have many who in our community of faith uh, are, are feeling distressed uh, either in their body, mind, or soul. And we pray and lift up each one that's on our prayer list. And we pray especially uh, for our co-worker's family who's dealing with breast cancer. We pray especially for a niece 
who is receiving chemo treatments this week. We pray for all those who are traveling with vacations this summer. And we pray, O oh Lord, your love and blessings to Andy and Kelly and their family as they begin this new chapter in their lives. And we pray, O oh Lord, for each one who is transitioning either in or out of the church today. Lord, hear us. Attend to our cries. For we make our pleas in the name of Christ the Lord, who taught us to pray, saying these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That little granddaughter of mine is here somewhere. And every time I, I keep thinking that's her, but I believe she's in the nursery. She's in the nursery, okay. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how all babies sound a little bit alike when they're crying? The scripture today, there's two scriptures, one from 1 Galatians 5.1. It says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery to sin and death. And then in John 8, Verse 34, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. And a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for your spirit that is with us this day. And we thank you for guiding us as we seek to learn and to understand and to live in your spirit. Amen. Well, a couple weeks it will be, July the 4th. And it's a time that we always, uh, of course, remember and celebrate our political freedom. Today I want to talk to you just briefly about some freedom as defined by the Holy Scriptures. As defined just a little bit in those two Scriptures right there. You know, the Holy Scriptures tell us that our freedom really takes two forms. We have the, we have the freedom from something and we have the freedom for something. And first of all, Christian freedom is freedom from something. It's freedom from bondage. It's, for, it's freedom from legalistic expectations that other people want to have. We do not have to have those things to, in order to be a Christian. Jesus' death on the cross did away with all that. Christian freedom means that God's acceptance of us does not depend on our obedience to the law, but instead on our faith in Christ Jesus, who bore the curse of the law when he died, when he was crucified. So we've been freed, we've been freed from the bondage of the law and legalistic religion. Now does that mean we have complete total license to do immoral things? No. 
because unbridled license is not true liberty at all. It's actually just another form of bondage. It is a slavery to the desires of our fallen nature. So just like Jesus said, everyone who commits a sin is slave to sin. We don't have to do that. We have the freedom through the power of the Holy Spirit. Christian freedom gives us the freedom from that bondage, from those legalistic expectations. It does not constrain us, though, from some morality. And I'll give you a good example of this. Suppose a skydiver decides right before he jumps out that he's not going to use his parachute. He says, I want total freedom. <laughs> the fact is that even though he might think he has total freedom by not using the, the parachute, he really is constrained by another law, a greater law called the law of gravity. So when he chooses the constraint of the parachute, he's in free to enjoy the ride and still end up safe. And God's law acts the same way. God's, God's law, His freedom you have in Him, it means that you can have a restraint that protects your life but allows you the exhilaration of true freedom. Let me give you another example. There was a, a true story about a man who was getting ready to be set free from prison. The governor was granting several pardons. And their names were, as their names were called, they came forward and they were, received their pardons. And this one particular man came forward and he received his pardon. But then when they started to march the ones who did not receive a pardon back to the cell, this particular prisoner fell back in line, started going back to his cell. And the warden called out to him, he says, you don't belong there anymore, you're a free man. You see, here's the thing that we do so often as Christians. We decide to continue to live in legalistic bondage or in slavery to sin, even though Christ has set us free. And that makes about as much sense as receiving a pardon from prison and then marching back to our cell. It's not necessary for us to do that. We are free. We are free to live in Christ Jesus. And that means so much about how you can live and the freedom of no one's expectations except for the Lord's. But Christian freedom is not only freedom from slavery to sin, Christian freedom is also freedom to live in the Spirit. And we, Rochelle just talked about a little bit about the Spirit. That's the Holy, she's going to squish the Holy Spirit be out on everybody. I just think, I think, just Rochelle, you do such a great job with children's sermons. Keep it up. But the main fruit of the Spirit is love. And love manifests itself in lots of ways. It manifests itself in joy. It manifests itself in peace, in patience, in kindness, in goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, loving others as you would want them to love you is a fruit of the Spirit. And this is a freedom that we have. A freedom to love others, you see, in Christ Jesus. 
without putting any expectations upon that love at all. Now when you do that, some, a couple things will happen. One is that you will see that you also have a freedom to serve each other and you have a freedom to share other struggles. Now some people will say, well how can that be free if you're serving someone? Well, let me answer this question by simply telling you what Jesus said. Jesus said, I, didn't, I, I have not come to be served, but to serve. And to give my life as a ransom for many. That's the way Jesus understood that freedom. That freedom to serve each other. That freedom to share others' struggles that he had as being part of. Of the, whole, of the Holy Trinity. I read a story about a psychologist uh, who I imagine Chris, you probably might have known this guy, Carl Menninger. Carl Menninger, who was an acclaimed psychologist. And he, during some research that he did, he said he, after a whole bunch of years of research, he came up and said that the best non-medical treatment for patients with clinical depression was having the patient find someone who was worse off than he was that he could serve. And Miniger wrote that patient after patient would return with reports of reduced levels of stress. I served a church one time where I had a fellow who was 90-some years old. I can't remember exactly. I think he was 93. He could not walk without assistance. He could not hear without assistance. And he couldn't see really well. But every morning, he got in his car. <laughs> we always tried to avoid the route that he took. He got in his car, and he drove to Hardy's. And he ate breakfast by himself at Hardy's every morning, even Sundays. And so one time somebody asked him, and I was in earshot, why did he do that? He can't hear, he can't see, he can't walk very well. What in the world did he get up and subject himself to all, the, all that means? Think about someone that old with those kind of conditions have to get up, get ready, get dressed, and drive to Hardy's to eat a biscuit. Now, folks, I've eaten biscuits at Hardy's and <laughs> McDonald's and, and uh, what's the other one? At uh, Bojangles. And I, I tell you, I, I don't believe I'd got up every morning to go eat a biscuit at Hardy's, okay? But that's what he did. And this is how he replied. He said that when he sits there in Hardy's, sooner or later someone else would walk in in worse shape than he was. And he said, make me feel really good. Well, you see, if you can focus on something else besides yourself, and believe me, this is hard to do in our world today, because all of us, I believe, are closet narcissistic people, <laughs> if we're not out front about it. You will find that when you serve others, you will find a freedom to live your own life in a better way. And most of the time, you will find out that all those problems you thought you had are minor when you serve somebody else. 
So we're free to serve others in this Christian freedom that Christ has given us. Another freedom we have is, of course, just to share on a basic level people's struggles. You know, we do have a responsibility for each other. That's why we pray together. That's why we ask for prayer. Uh, that's why when something serious happens, the prayers go out not just to this church, but everybody who knows anyone in another church. We're called to bear a responsibility of to be to have we have freedom to bear other struggles, and when we are encouraging another who is struggling, we are truly that church. And when we are there to lift up another who has fallen, we are truly a church. And when we teach someone who is spiritually immature and uninformed, we are the church. And when we give hope to those who are hopeless, we are the church. When we demonstrate love to the unlovable, we are the church. In the book, Restoring the Village, the author writes, I was a 14-year-old high school freshman, and school was dismissed early for a teacher's meeting. And I conveniently neglected to tell my parents, and I arranged to bring my girlfriend over to my house. Y'all know where this is going. As we were going up the steps to my house, our nosy, busy neighbor stuck her head out. Any of y'all ever had any nosy, busy neighbors? She said, You're home awfully early, Jerome. Yes, ma'am. He said, I improvised a lame story about how Kathy and I planned to review algebra problems. Does your mother know that you're home this early? She persisted. Do you want me to call her and let her know that you came home early? He said, I gave up. <laughs> no, ma'am. I'll go inside and I'll call her while Kathy sits outside on the porch. Now he finishes up in the book and he says that this neighbor, who we always thought was nosy and so forth and so on, busybody, saved my career and Kathy's career that day. He said because if Kathy had gotten pregnant, she would not have become the doctor she is today and I certainly wouldn't have become the author that I am today. He says, I'm glad, I'm quoting, that Mrs. Nolan was at her window looking out for me, sharing my struggles. End of quote. Friends, we are free in Christ from the bondage of sin. We are free from legalistic religion. And we are free in Christ to serve each other and to share each other's struggles. And that's what we should be about. One of the most dramatic symbols of political freedom in history was the tearing down of the Berlin Wall. Billy Graham wrote in one of his books about that time, he said that he was invited to a rally at the Brandenburg Gate after the Berlin Wall had fallen. And he writes about meeting 
an East German woman, who told him this. She said that when the wall fell down and was opened up in places and people were able to pour over from West Berlin to East Berlin, she said, when we first started pouring through those breaks in the wall, she said, we expected to hear church bells ringing. We expected to be greeted by people of faith giving us Bibles and praying with us. Instead, the state, the country of West Germany, greeted us with a $50 voucher to spend in the stores. She said, under communism, we were allowed to shop, but we were never allowed to worship. And what we really needed was to hear that we had the freedom to worship. We who live in political freedom need to examine our lives to see if we are bound by materialism or narcissism or anything else that prevents us from enjoying the true freedom that is found in Christ Jesus. And we must never forget to cherish our political freedoms, but especially we must never forget that we have a freedom to worship our Lord Jesus Christ in the manner and tradition as we have been taught. And I hope and pray that during this soon-to-be holiday, that you'll take time not only to salute the flag, but to pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us stand as we affirm our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life in death and life beyond death. God is with us. We're not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let our ushers come forward as we receive our tithes and our offerings. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so Little ones to Him belong It's been so long since I sang that song And oh, those simpler times of faith Won't you please come back and take me was lost but now I'm found is 
that song still about me? All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will live in love and trust Him. Is that still the way I live and do? Those simpler times of faith. Won't you please come back and take me away? He walks with me and he talks with me. Tells me I am his own. together.
apart from you there is no God light of the world the bright and morning star your name will shine for all to see you are the of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be yours this day and each day. Amen.